Yesterday at this time, we were talking with Stuart Bell of Global News. He's an investigative journalist, and he has been following the story of several different uh, Torontonians who've tried to join ISIS or Al-Qaeda, and they have served their time in jail, and then they have been released. But before they were released, they were declared a risk to society by the Ontario Parole Board. One of them is a guy named Pamir Hakim Zada, and he is out right now. Um, he's on probation, and every month he has to report to his probation officer. And I understand that he also um, must undergo psychotherapy and meet weekly with an imam from um, his uh, local uh, place of worship. And these are the terms of his probation. Uh, he also can't own a firearm, but really... Most people can't. Mubin Sheikh joins us right now. He's former CSIS operative and counterterrorism expert. Mubin, it's been a while, and I appreciate you making some time for us. Of course. Thank you for having me. I wanted to get a hold of you um, because there was something that Stuart Bell said with regard to what Corrections Canada is doing or isn't doing with the people that have been held and uh, and sentenced and uh, jailed because of terrorism um, offenses. Have a little listen what's happening to these um, inmates when they're in custody. Is there anything to try and disabuse them of this kind of extremist ideology they bought into? And the reality is there really isn't. Um, and there isn't, uh, you know, any requirement for, for them to really undergo any kind of uh, counseling of that nature until they're on probation in this case where Hakim Zada, for example, is required to, um, to meet regularly with a, an imam in Vaughan to uh, to try and work on his ideology. All right. Should we be concerned? Uh, does Corrections Canada, do they not have anything in place to uh, de-radicalize people put in for terrorist offenses? Well, I mean, Stuart Bell is right. Um, and I've been saying this uh, since the Toronto 18 uh, prosecution from uh, 06 to 2010. There is not. Uh, there is no de-radicalization program in our prison system. Uh, they've talked about it a lot, but uh, unfortunately to this day, nothing yet has come to fruition. In your opinion, why can't these people that go in for terror-related offenses be re- rehabilitated under the same kind of programs that were rehabilitating, you know, somebody that was put in with a drug charge or a gun offense? Yeah, it's a very good question. I think uh, that's something for either uh, the government to enact in, in the form of a directive, whether it's a Correctional Services Canada directive. Um, I mean, we have the expertise. We have people who know what they're doing, psychologists, psychotherapists, psychiatrists. Uh, but I, I really cannot understand why to this day we still don't have a program. What would you like uh, to see? What, what should we be doing differently? Yeah, well, what we should be doing is that while these people enter into custody, uh, knowing that they're going to eventually be released, these programs should be undertaken immediately. Now, there's a question whether or not you can force them to do it, because if you force them to do it, well, then are you just getting the answers you want to hear, right? That is a risk that it carries. But the thing is, is that if we don't have a way to monitor them, you know, having, let's say, uh, a reintegration program, That starts from when they're inside, dealing with family members, dealing with imams, if that's what's required, uh, with psychiatrists or psychotherapists, if that's what's required. This should be done before probation. 
And unfortunately, that's not being done. This guy, Premier Hakim Zada, he um, apparently was convicted of traveling to Syria to join al-Qaeda and on social media had encouraged attacks on the West. Um, He was in prison, I think, for about four and a half years. Do you think we need to look at stricter sentences for terrorism-related charges? Absolutely, 100%. I mean, this is, it's offensive. It's insulting to Canadians, uh, to human beings that these individuals can go and and aspire to join a group like ISIS and only get four years, that's that's ridiculous. You know, this is, I mean, Pamir himself left in 2014. You know, the story is he, he, he got into a cab and he told the cab driver to take him to ISIS territory. The cab driver turned him around and took him to the police. And then the Turks deported him to Canada. And then what happened is the RCMP didn't even charge him at that time. It was only in 2016 when he tried to go again that the RCMP charged him not for the 2016 attempt, but for the 2014 attempt. Why do you think the RCMP are so reluctant to charge people? I don't know what the RCMP is doing. I have no more hair left to pull out of my head. Uh, I really cannot understand what, what their problem is, really. I mean... Uh, they, these, they, they seem to be open and shut cases. I mean, a, a, an individual tries to leave. I mean, that's a, that's an offense. That's a terrorism offense, leaving Canada to join a, a terrorist group. Um, Move and, in, and that's a great opportunity right there to grab someone and, and try and de-radicalize them before they get uh, over to ISIS territories. You hear about people getting uh, re-radicalized uh, behind board, uh, bars all the time. Are these people getting worse and they are, are they feeding on each other while they're locked up? And is that something that we should be aware of when, we, when we're looking at Corrections Canada and the fact that the whole idea of, of jail is rehabilitation in Canada? Um, so are we going to have to look at this de-radicalization as a serious uh, topic? Yeah, well, I mean, rehabilitation is one aspect of, of sentencing, and, and punishment is another aspect. And this is the, the, the part I think we're forgetting. In this discourse on, you know, ISIS returnees, of course, Canada has taken the position we're not going to take them back. But now what's happening is the Turks are starting to forcibly deport ISIS members that they have in custody back to their countries. The U.K., for example, the police didn't even know until the plane was up in the air and about to land at Heathrow Airport. Uh, so it could be that Canada is going to face the same situation. The Turks are just going to say, screw you guys. We don't want to take these people back. We're going to ship them back to you. And then what happens? Is there a country that Canada can look to for um, some sort of guidance with how we treat uh, people who have um, been charged with terrorist-related crimes? I think the U.K. is a really good example of this. I mean, they've been dealing with many, many cases. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of cases. They've had at least 400 ISIS returnees already come back. The security services interview them, declare, you know, who is a threat, who isn't a threat. If the the prosecution services decides to prosecute, they will prosecute. But the problem is, in the U.K., only one in ten are being prosecuted. So in Canada, when you hear people talking about how we should take our citizens back and we should bring them to justice, 
that is a platitude. That is a slogan that sounds real nice, but the reality is is that they're not being charged adequately. And the case of Premier kind of shows that the RCMP are, I don't know what, what they're doing. I mean, uh, In your Premier opinion, just- Mubin, because I don't have a ton of time, as a counterterrorism yeah. expert, do you think what the RCMP, their lack of uh, action is putting us in serious danger? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100 percent. I, uh, I, I I don't know what they're doing, but they need to show that they're actually serious about it. And I just don't see that right now. Mubin, thanks so much for joining us. I, I'm always sad when we don't have enough time because I think we can really get into the weeds about uh, this. And, and uh, I think it's an interesting topic for sure and something that we have to focus on since uh, it doesn't look like the RCMP is taking it seriously. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's not going away anytime soon. So thank you for having me. All right. Well, we'll have you back for sure.